Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for July 26th, 2009. And we're going to continue our teaching on this the study of the vaccinations, the coming potential forced vaccinations, and the swine flu, avian flu, and martial law. Now, this next part is applies to this week coming up. Okay? Now, this is worst case scenario we're talking about here. Because if this were to happen, uh, <laughs> this is going to affect everybody in America, pretty much everybody worldwide. Because if it affects America, it's going to affect a lot of other places as well. And what this is entitled, and this is from Jane Burgermeister. Um, and she's the one that filed the report, the, the criminal report that I've put out on the, on the internet regarding all of the criminal activities of Baxter and a lot of the high-level politicians. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But she has, I mean, the lady's very, very brave. And she has some almost daily reports she's putting out. And this last one, and a big reason I'm trying to get this up on the computer is because of this part of the study that I'm going to be talking about right now. This is from July 25th just yesterday, and it's entitled Information to be Sent to the U.S. Military Concerning the Upcoming Combined U.N. World Health Organization Counterterrorism Exercise in, quote, Pandemic Drill. Now, this is happening this week. This isn't something that we're making up. This isn't something that, that we're contriving. This is happening in at least, she's saying five um, states. I believe it's been up. 10 states at this point that this is going to be happening in. This information that we're going to be sending out to all branches of the U.S. military and also to veterans organizations is concerning the combined military counterterrorism exercises starting on Monday, July 27th through Friday, July 31st. So that's all this week coming up uh, for 2009. And in the U.S. region number six, which includes California, Texas, New Mexico, and Arkansas. But again, I've heard that that's been expanded, and uh, Georgia's one of the states, and I forget the other four. But I saw that that could also be going down. I don't believe Florida's included, but then again, you really don't know when you see this. You don't know what they're going to try to pull. These UN-controlled military exercises are timed to intersect with the FEMA and Homeland Security H1N1 pandemic drills under the guidance of the World Health Organization. FEMA's region's offices in Region 4 are in Atlanta, Georgia. Both the counterterrorism exercise and the FEMA Homeland Security pandemic, quote, drill will therefore be coordinated by the UN in as far as in as far as the World Health Organization is a UN agency. If you are concerned about this counterterrorism exercise and the FEMA homeland drill coming up, please copy and paste this letter. Now again, you can go up on the PDF, copy and paste it, or I've got links that you can go, I mean, I've tried to include every single link that pertains to this information I'm going over today. Uh, because I want you to be able to understand, you know, I'm not making this up. You can click on it yourself. You can go to these sites, look at it yourself. The homework and the information regarding this subject has already been done. Okay, it's just a matter of putting it all together. And that's all I'm trying to do is act as a liaison for this information. Uh, 
but you can copy and you copy and paste this letter and send it by fax or email to the military bases in your state as well as local law enforcement, asking them to stay on the alert and ready to take decisive action in order to uphold the Constitution and the rule of law in case of an impending covert takeover of the U.S. becomes more concrete in the coming days. The corporate mainstream media is owned by the same people who back the World Health Organization, or the WHO, and the United Nations, and Baxter, that wonderful pharma company that's making these vaccines that we told you about, and the banks and the other companies that stand to profit from these mass vaccinations and any takeover of the United States and acquisition of all of its resources. Remember, if they declare martial law, there's all these executive orders already on the books that once martial law is declared, they can come in and take everything from you, including your body and your family. Everything from you. All of your possessions, everything. Now, those, those executive orders have been around for a long time. The mainstream media has not mentioned these huge and unprecedented United Nations exercises on the U.S. soil or covered the FEMA camps either. We need to get information on these issues out by creating new channels that flow around the mainstream media block and its blackout. In particular, I would ask every single Facebook member to circulate this letter as widely as possible, as soon as possible to all branches of the U.S. military, Army, Navy, Marine, Air Force, especially in the states affected by the U.N. exercises by making phone calls, sending faxes, and emails. She gives you a link you could click on to all the military bases in the U.S. and then another link to all the police stations in the United States. Uh, I'm just going to read you part of this letter that you can either email or fax. It's entitled, Urgent Issue of National Sovereignty our, to Our Fellow Americans in the U.S. Military Law Enforcement and Those Who Serve as First Responders. We have reason to believe that joint NORTHCOM counterterrorism exercises commencing on July 27th, tomorrow, in Region uh, 6, involving the troops from the United Nations, United States, United Kingdom, Canada, Germany, and Mexico, may endanger the sovereignty and general welfare of the United States, as well as that of your families and yourselves. These combined military exercises are questionable, show of force against a terrorist threat that likely consists of the UN and its client national governments, forcing this military action upon the American people. Further, these exercises involving UN troops are timed to coincide with a pandemic emergency exercise organized by FEMA, Homeland Security and the World Health Organization, an agency of the UN. We are concerned about the intersection of these combined military exercises, which is what we feel is spurious declaration by the UN, UN's World Health Organization of a level 6 pandemic of the H1N1 influenza. We believe, we have reason to believe, this could lead to a man mandated genocide via lethal mass vaccination of the American people and other peoples of the world, resulting in an unprecedented profit for the international bank-based criminal syndicate that presents controls of the United Nations and the World Health Organization and their client national governments, including that of the United States, as evidenced by the federally mandated bank bailout and the unaccountable corporate welfare imposed against the will of the American people and endangering the general warfare, warfare, welfare of the country. Uh, especially since members of the military, law enforcement, and first responders are part of the population most at risk for the mandated vaccination programs, as well as those most likely 
to have to enforce them, it is critical that you be alert to the activities of Homeland Security and FEMA, which are agencies that are answerable to the World Health Organization and the United Nations. Under the International Partnership on Avion Pandemic Influenza, signed by President George Bush in November of 2005. See, this is all in, within legislation. So remember, the military and the law enforcement and first responders, like you know, ambulance people and fire, they're, they're the, the population that's most at risk because they're going to be the ones mandated first to get the vaccines. They're on the front line more than anybody. And from what I've heard, according to Steve Quayle and Hawk, there's a lot of these police officers and fire, and, and, and they're aware of some of this information if, if they've been keeping up with this. And they're, uh, they're, a lot of them are just terrified of what they may be asked to do. So, you know, this is something that uh, they need to be made aware of because they don't want it to just happen, you know, and, and not have any idea what's going on. So it's, it's critical that they understand this information. Okay, uh, both, continue with this letter, and again, this is the one you would either fax or email. Both NORTHCOM counterterrorism exercises and Homeland Security FEMA drills will be coordinated by the UN and the WHO, respectively. Now remember, I've done, again, I said I've done studies on how the 501c3 church is linked up with both FEMA and Homeland Security now, the corporate church, and they're going to be used by the government through Romans 13 to, quote, quell dissent, they're actually going to be established as places where you can go and get vaccinated. I mean, it's the churches are all going to be yoked up with this, whether they want to believe it or not. Now, I'm not saying there's going to be some people that don't at the, at the very end say, oh, I'm not going to have any part of this. I'm not saying that. But, you know, it's just not a program, not a system you want to be a part of. Uh, let's see here. Possibly providing the international bank-based controllers of the WHO in the United States United Nations, with an opportunity to covertly take over our nation and eliminate most of the population of the United States by means of a federally mandated program of lethal vaccinations accompanied by one of the federally mandated detentions for those exercising their constitutional right to refuse such vaccinations. Not only this, but you've probably heard of the whole red and blue list. I heard they got a red, blue, green, and some orange list. But the red and blue list, the red list being, meaning the ones that um, the government has deemed the most dangerous uh, regarding the people that are, well, I guess like Steve Quayle, like myself, whoever would be out there really openly proclaiming this type of information. This would be the perfect opportunity for them to implement those red lists where they go and they do their pickups. The red list will be picked up first. They will be just taken away and, and, and killed, destroyed. Um, to the concentration camps. And again, you know, listen, I understand that, that, that that's the case, but I also understand the Lord Jesus Christ is perfectly capable of protecting me and my family no matter what they may have planned for me. Okay, so I'm not sitting here and living in abject fear about any of that. But this, is, this would be a perfect opportunity to implement that. Okay, a perfect opportunity. Uh this whole scenario that we're talking about here today. So, let's. it says eliminate most of the population. Uh, 
Please find below several websites where you can find credible documentation of what we're saying here, as well as evidence that vaccines always serve as disease igniters. Vaccines never inhibit or prevent disease. Precisely the opposite. This is the critical point that must be understood and dates back to the very first vaccine, even against smallpox. The mandatory vaccination program ignited a smallpox pandemic, killing hundreds of thousands in countries that previously had no smallpox. Did you know that? Oh, no, that's not true. The vaccines wiped out all of these diseases. We have them to, to thank for that. That's not true at all. Most of the time, when the vaccines were implemented, the disease was on its way out. It was an absolute total decline. The, the reason that a lot of these diseases weren't prevalent anymore is because of better sanitation and sewage methods and better food handling things where the food was kept, um, you know, I'm not saying pasteurization is a good thing, to what it does to food, but it does kill germs, okay? So those were the reasons that this actually took place. So there's been whole books written on this subject that proves that, that shows you the graphic timelines, when vaccines were implemented. In fact, that's part of my vaccination little packet that I've got. Uh, if you go up on, um, you can, just part of the word vaccination, in the search box on my homepage, you'll see a PDF file with that, click on it, and, it, and I, I'm pretty sure I have the graph in there, or at least the book in there that you can buy that explains that to you. So anyway, they give you some links here you can go to. We ask that you stand by the U.S. Constitution, the American people, the rule of law, and if necessary to actively intervene if there are signs that FEMA and Homeland Security units are following orders of the United Nations and who and are misusing these combined military exercises to begin a mass vaccination and detention program. We are counting on you to stand up for the Constitution. Thank you for your service to our country. Now what Stephen Hawk were saying is that what they're trying to do with these things is provoke the American patriots in particular into using force. And then that will give them the excuse to implement their force and then their, and for them to impose martial law. Because all of a sudden, if you're driving down the road in Texas tomorrow and they've got roadblocks set up and you're a patriot and they're doing all this draconian garbage on you and you push back and there's enough people that do that, that's going to give them exactly the excuse that they want to implement. Now again, I'm not saying God can't intervene here and that he won't intervene. I'm believing he will. I'm praising him right now. In fact, that's what Steve Quayle had talked about is that like they were giving praises as we talked about in the last study where they were giving praises regarding the victory even though the odds were insurmountable, God honored that. He set ambushments and he smote those people. Now, I'm not saying God's going to exactly do that scenario. I'm not saying we should. But I'm saying that God's perfectly capable of delivering his people in these times. And uh, what he was saying is, is, you know, we need to praise him and worship him now for the victory that he's going to bring. Because he's not going to let all of his remnant be destroyed. He's not going to let that happen. God always preserves a remnant. It's, it's a fact throughout the Bible. He always preserves a remnant. Where in the Bible it talks about, their, their, you know, um, with Elijah, that there's 5,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. He's always got a remnant, I'm telling you. And he protected that 5,000, didn't he? Sure, he could protect us. So, again, I want to, I want to give you hope and encouragement, and I don't want to just, you know give doom and gloom here. 
Because if I just read the, the reports, that's all we're going to get. I don't ever want to do that. So anyway, that's pretty much the end of that letter. And then she put out another letter the day before that, which was entitled, uh, German Military Participating in the UN Military Exercise in the United States. And... Um, this, I'm just going to read you a little bit of this. Information has been sent out to the main branches of the German military concerning military, combined military counterterrorism exercises starting on Monday, July 25th. July, hold on. Tomorrow's going to be the 27th, I believe. Right? 27th. Yeah, she got the date wrong here. But anyway, starting on Monday and going through uh, Friday, uh, of the U.S. Region 6, which includes California, Texas, New Mexico, Oklahoma. Now she's also including Louisiana and Arkansas. Okay, so that's more, that's 6 there, and I heard George is going to be part of it too. So that would be 7. I think there might be 2 more. Again, I'm not 100% certain on, you know, these couple extra states where this might be going on. If, if you're wanting to know about that, just get up on the internet and research it. Go to her site, go up to my PDF file, click on it, it'll take you to her site. And uh, she might have another update up today. I haven't had time to check. The German military were informed that these combined military exercises intersected with a Homeland Security FEMA H1N1 swine flu drill, which could be a cover to start forced lethal mass vaccination programs of the American people in FEMA camps resulting in unprecedented death and profits for the pharma companies who sit as, quote, observers on the vaccine advisory board of the World Health Organization. That's what they're planning. And see, things are starting to deteriorate with Obama. He's losing a lot of the public opinion that he had when he first got elected. And as that deteriorates, he's going to become more desperate. So what this may be is an attempt... To push up the timetable. But the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. So, we always have to bear that in mind. Next article is also from Jane Burgermeister. This is from Global Research. This is July 21st, um, five days ago. And it's entitled, The Who Moves Forward in Secrecy to Accomplish Forced Vaccination and the Population Agenda. The Who Has Refused. Listen to this. The Who Has Refused to release the minutes of a key meeting in an advisory vaccine group packed with executives from Baxter, of all companies, Baxter, the one that sent out, you know, the tainted bird flu to these 18 countries, and the who is working with them. I mean, you know, hey, what's not to like? What's not to trust about that scenario? Including executives from Baxter, Novartis, and Sanofi that recommended compulsory vaccinations in the United States Europe, and other countries against H5N1 swine flu virus by fall. In an email this morning, the WHO spokesman claimed that there are no minutes of that meeting that took place on July 7th, in which guidelines on the need for worldwide vaccinations and the WHO adopted this Monday were formulated, and in which Baxter and other farmer executives participated. Under international health regulations, the WHO guidelines have a binding character on all of the WHO's 194 signature countries, signatory countries in the event of a pandemic emergency of the kind anticipated this fall when the second more lethal wave of H1N1 virus is predicted. Now again, they're predicting this mutation this fall. 
huh, it's kind of funny. They, they even know when the virus is going to mutate now. This virus is bioengineered to resemble the Spanish flu virus. In short, the WHO has the authority to force everyone in these 194 countries, including America, to take a vaccine this fall at gunpoint. Gunpoint. Impose quarantines and restrict travel. This is verifiable, clear, and ambiguous proof that the WHO supplied the live bird flu virus to Baxter subsidiary in Austria which was then used by Baxter to manufacture 72 kilos of vaccine material in February. Now remember, they're saying this is clear and ambiguous proof that the WHO was the one that actually supplied the live bird flu virus. Now this was H5N1. This wasn't H1N1. The swine flu now is H1N1. It kills very few. H5N1 has historically had over a 60% kill ratio. The WHO supplied the live bird flu virus to Baxter, which then Baxter used to manufacture 72 kilos of vaccine material in February. Baxter subsequently sent the material out to 16 labs in four countries under a false label designating the contaminated product as vaccine material, almost triggering a global pandemic. Which, again, I can only give the Lord Jesus Christ the credit for that. He intervened. He obviously intervened. They wanted to kill us back in February. Well, they wanted to kill us a long time ago. Because Baxter must adhere to strict bio-level safety regulation threes when handling a dangerous virus, such as the bird flu virus, the production and distribution of so much pandemic material cannot be an accident, but must have been done by Baxter with criminal intent. Couldn't have been an accident. They have to adhere to biosafety level regulation uh, three, which there's no way this could have happened by accident. It's an impossibility. It's been done on purpose with criminal intent. The Austrian police are now investigating after I filed criminal charges in April. Jane Burgermeister actually filed criminal charges regarding this whole matter. It is increasingly clear that Who and Baxter are just elements of a much bigger criminal organization that is moving forward into a synchronized and coordinated way to fulfill the elite agenda of global population reduction in the coming months and years while putting in place a global government of which the WHO is to be the arm. Uh, let's see. The WHO appears to be a key role in coordinating activities of labs, vaccine companies, governments, and to achieve global population reduction and political economic takeover of North America. Uh, I'm going to skip down a little bit here. Some of this is just redundant. Under special pandemic plans enacted around the world in 2005, national governments are to be dissolved in the event of a pandemic emergency and replaced by special crisis committees, which take charge of the health and security infrastructure of the country and are answerable to the WHO and the European Union in Europe and the WHO and the UN in the North America. If the Model Emergency Health Powers Act is implemented on the instructions of the WHI, it will be criminal offense for Americans to refuse the vaccine. Police are allowed to use deadly force against criminal suspects. 
Through their control of these special pandemic crisis committees with the power to enact legislation to be set up in most countries, the WHO, the UN, and the EU become de facto government of a large part of the world. Mass murder and death will also bring economic collapse and disruption, starvation, and wars, and these events will lead to further population reduction. To sum it up, the WHO helps create, distribute, and release the deadly pandemic virus, and this pandemic virus allows the WHO to assume control over the governments of North America and Europe and also to order forced vaccinations on the populations. The two-dose H1N1 shots are designed to disable the immune system. Well, let, me, let me read the line before that. Most people still believe the vaccine companies can deliver a cure when the vaccine companies are preparing a more a lethal series of shots containing live, attenuated, that word attenuated, attenuated means partially killed. Not totally killed, partially killed. Live attenuated viruses in the vaccines, toxic materials, and other poisons. The two-dose H1N1 shot are designed to disable the immune system and then load that system with a live virus in the process that mirrors the one described in the two, two Hughes 1972 memorandum where the technical means for turning vaccines into killers is outlined. It, you know, I hate to say it, but it really is this bad. In fact, it's probably worse. Because we're only seeing what we're seeing. But it's, it's, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. And again, notice it said a two-shot. Now I'm hearing that they're going to have three shots. They're going to have the regular flu shot, and they're going to be recommending you take the regular flu shot and the, um, the swine flu. Two, two, so you're going to have three vaccines. Under, you know, penalty of death, evidently, now. The Strecker Memorandum also reveals that the WHO has been actively searching for ways to weaken the immune system. The Strecker Memorandum reveals this. They expose the fact that the WHO has been searching for ways to weaken our immune system. They've been trying to find ways to kill us for a long time. They've, I've read, I mean, I've read this in the Avion Flu presentation I did, and they're frustrated about it. The global elite... And they, they go on to say that um, population control through, through abortion has been woefully inadequate for them. They haven't been able to see, we're, we're still, we're over 6.5 billion people. And they've got to find some way to kill us off. And this would be a great way for them, not a great way, but I shouldn't even use that word, but it would be an ideal way for them to accomplish this. The best protection, now this is what this article is saying, the best protection against the H1N1 virus that has now been released and that will inevitably become more lethal as it mutates in the fall is colloidal silver and also vitamins to strengthen the immune system, face masks and other measures. However, none of the governments in North America or the Europe have stocked up on colloidal silver or announced sensible health measures to contain the coming lethal wave. No, they're just going to point you to their vaccinations and possibly oral drugs like Tamiflu, which are totally 100% worthless for avian flu. And I will suspect they will be worthless for this as well, whatever they release. Now, it's really weird because I had kind of sprinkled links to some of my presentations throughout this PDF file, and I just so happened to put my presentation on colloidal silver right above these two paragraphs, and I promise you, I did not know they mentioned colloidal silver. I haven't even read this report yet. And 
I did a whole uh, PDF, uh, no, a whole PowerPoint presentation on, uh, well, I guess it's on Google and YouTube, regarding colloidal silver, uh, particularly mild silver protein, its uses and its history. And I give you the truth about the um, colloidal silver, the silver generators. I help you to learn the difference between the ionic silver and true colloidal silver. And, and there's a big difference. And uh, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say it. I, I would not put your faith, if you have a generator and you're making you know, 10 part per million silver or 20 part per million silver, ionic silver, which isn't true colloidal silver, it's electrically generated, it has a very short half-life in the body. As soon as it hits the chlorides, either in the stomach and or the bloodstream, it converts to a useless form of silver. It's, it's useless. Yes, you have about a seven-second life where it's, it's usable, but true particulate colloidal silver will not do that. When it combines with the chlorides, um, it will not be converted into a useless material. And these are the people that end up turning gray, the ones that drink. I, I've, I met one once, a lady in Topeka, and she was a pastor's wife, and she came up to me, and she was morbidly gray, and she proudly proclaimed to me she drank 16 ounces of her generator silver per day, and she said, I don't get sick. And it is a benign cosmetic condition. The Wikipedia is very clear on that. It doesn't kill you, but it will turn you gray if you drink 16 ounces for year after year. Okay, the kind I sell doesn't do that. Whole different deal. But I explain it to you in this presentation that I do, and you can go up there, you can click on the link here and listen to it. And um, regarding the other things I mentioned with vitamins, I had mentioned at the start of this program there was a the Crusader newsletter on health. They sell a very, very good line of vitamins that are derived from whole foods. They sell a vitamin C that's derived from whole foods. Uh, I believe it's Innate, I-N-N-A-T-E. It's a professional line that I carry, but they, you can also get it on the internet. They have a very good vitamin C. And uh, ascorbic acid is not vitamin C, okay? Ascorbic acid is part of vitamin C, but it's not the whole enchilada. It's like the steering wheel of a car, okay? You really want the whole vitamin C complex that's derived from food. And they make a line that is totally derived from food. Zinc is very important for your immune system. Believe it or not, calcium is very important for your immune system. Uh, vitamin C. Uh, the colloidal silver acts as a secondary immune system in the body. Uh, Food-grade hydrogen peroxide is something you, you should also have. It's another thing that you can use to bolster the immune system, flood your immune system with oxygen. But the thing is, is with food-grade hydrogen peroxide, you got to be a little bit careful because you, you, there's only so much of that you can take. If you literally contracted something, you could take up to a half a bottle of the colloidal silver per day with no problem. Okay, that's a lot of silver. Okay, whereas food grade hydrogen peroxide, you got to be real careful because it's a very strong oxidant. For antioxidants, well, oxidants you got to be careful with because you could take too much of that. So my the thing of choice for me is the colloidal silver. And um, I really believe the Lord led me to that product. I was speaking at a seminar, a Christian seminar, and I had three different people come up to me during the seminar, tell me about this particular silver. I had never heard of it before. One was an MD, one was a veterinarian, and one was just a regular layperson. And they all told me about this silver that they had these marvelous, unbelievable results with. I never heard of it before. They weren't trying to sell me anything. 
They didn't have a hidden agenda. And as far as I know, I've never seen them again. And they told me about this. And I checked it out, tried it for myself, saw that it really had a profound effect on my own immune system. And then shortly thereafter, or not shortly, probably one or two years later, uh, I was called and, and offered to do this tour on the avian flu, which this was the main product I talked about because I believe God had led me to it. And it's been proven you know, in the lab, in human beings, to be effective against... Um, 650 different viruses and bacteria and these types of things. And you could take a lot of it if you need to in an emergency situation. You can't do that with every natural product like food-grade hydrogen peroxide. Or the other product that's been touted a lot lately is MMS, which I think has merit. But again, you've got to be real careful, even more careful with MMS. It's another oxygenator. MMS... And you do a keyword search and you'll find it. it's called Miracle Mineral Solution. Um, I have recommended it and I have one patient that swears by it. I shouldn't say swears because the Bible says swear by nothing, but they, they use it uh, very consistently and they like it. The problem with MMS is it has a very strong chlorine-like smell. And in the literature, they say it's not real chlorine, but boy, oh boy, it sure smells like it. It's pretty nauseating. And if you take just one more drop of MMS than your system can handle, you will get violently ill and you will be in the bathroom. And I experienced that on two different occasions, and I got almost sick on another two. So I'm real leery of that stuff because, number one, patient compliance. Number two, somebody having a horrific experience with it. You can use it as part of the regime, but I wouldn't use it as the backbone. Okay, so uh, if you want to know more about that, my website is www.dr-johnson.com. www.dr-johnson.com. It's my silver site. And then I also have a complete listing of all the recommendations, not just the silver, but everything else. Um, survival stuff, uh, recommendations for gas masks, recommendations for other products that you might want to take. Um, you know, a lot of other stuff up there. And it's for free. It's on the internet. I just give this information away. And there's a link here that you'll see within the body of this little, um, uh, little advertise, not really advertisement, but just this, uh, thing for the colloidal silver presentation that I'm doing. You can click on that. Anyway, I just want to mention that because that is a part, that is an aspect of what we're dealing with right now. And going further, it says, um, regarding, they just talked about colloidal silver and other things to strengthen the immune system. It says, however, none of the governments of North America and Europe have stocked up on colloidal silver. Uh, instead, there are, there are growing signs they will use panic to terrify people into taking the toxic vaccines, which are sure to cause injury or damage because of the presence of heavy metals alone. The mass vaccination will, moreover, allow more lethal strains to emerge. Because remember, if they put a partially attenuated virus in you, meaning it's partially been killed, but not fully. I talked about this before. Your body can act as an incubator for these viruses. And if there's other flu viruses in your body, which if you've got your other flu shot, you know, your first one, who knows what they put in that, it's called a binary system. You have two things that are present in your body at the same time. They combine, your body acts as an incubator. Now you really have the mutated version, the one that really does damage. And then that is probably going to be transmissible via air, meaning 
uh, you cough or you sneeze, that's when things really get ugly. Because at that point, then you've got the whole world in quarantine. If H5N1 would ever be readily transmissible from uh, person to person via air, oh boy, you're going to see millions and millions and millions of deaths. Now, the 1918 Spanish flu killed 50 to 100 million people. It's hard to get a body count because there were so many people dying, they had mass graves. So, again, this is what I believe the plan is here. Uh, Let's see here. This is why steps need to be taken now to stop mass vaccinations anticipated in the fall by taking legal action to block the distribution of vaccines and or laws. And again, there's all these people up in arms about this, but nothing. There's no coverage on the news because the media is totally controlled, bought, and paid for via Satan. An investigation into this international corporate crime syndicate has to be conducted in every country because it has its tentacles in every country. And to try to initiate this in the United States, I filed charges with the FBI against the WHO, the United Nations, among other defendants. I also included President Obama among the defendants because I believe the time has come to identify and isolate the core members of this international corporate criminal group which has annexed high government office in the United States and put them in prison once and to put them in prison once and for all. And there are reports on Obama has direct financial links to Baxter that need to be investigated by law enforcement. Uh, to find out the charges I've filed so far, I have it in German and English. Uh, they give, she gives you a link here. She even gives you her email address. I have an email address. I don't want to... I'm sure she's beyond inundated with emails. As I know I am too, so I can imagine what her workload must be. Uh, here I also give my, my messages on the salvation. I give the links to those. Because, again, I want to give the ultimate hope. I mean, you could take in all this information and, and let's say, from a worldly standpoint, hide yourself and avert the vaccination campaign for now and die and go to hell, and what good have I really done you? So I included the salvation messages uh, in this PDF. Next article is entitled, No Sneeze List. Fit-to-fly certificate required by airlines over the swine flu. And... The airlines to stop suspected swine flu victims from flying. Airlines offer guidance to check-in staff to help them prevent customers boarding flights if they appear to have the virus. Passengers with swine flu will be stopped from boarding flights. Two major major airlines confirmed today. Department of Health warned tourists who contact the illness abroad not to travel home until their symptoms have gone. Both British Airways and Virgin Atlantic said they have provided check-in staff, cabin crew with guidance on how to act if they believe a patient is unwell. I mean, shoot, you could have any kind of virus, you know, flu or whatever, and it doesn't have to necessarily be swine flu, but if they, they're just going to, you're just going to be put in this blanket classification. It's another way they could, you know, get you. Medical advice would be, Take into assess condition of passengers ex- exhibiting symptoms, including having a headache, sore throat, runny nose, aching muscles. Now, you see where this is leading. This is where it's starting. But you know this is going to permeate into the public as the, as the hysteria increases. Oh, I saw this guy in Publix. I'm, I'm in Publix, okay, for instance. I'm shopping for groceries. And um, let's say... Let's say I'm your average hysterical Mr. Uh, Big Brother public guy. 
And I go along with all their plans. And I see some guy in, in the aisle, and he's sneezing, and he appears he might have the flu. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna either call, you know, the local law authorities, or I'm gonna get a hold of the, the manager at Publix and make sure that they take him away because he's a threat to society. He hasn't had his flu shot. I'm telling you, this is where it's leading eventually. Okay, so they're already doing this on the planes. Okay, they start somewhere. This is how they institute stuff. Medical advice would be taken to assess the patient's uh, conditions, such as headaches, sore throat, runny nose, aching muscles. Virgin Atlantic said those suffering from the condition would be prevented from flying until they could provide a fit-to-fly certificate from the doctor or the hospital. Then we've got a, a petition you can sign here to refuse and resist mandatory flu vaccines. You can sign on that. And then this next article is from InfoWars, The Truth About the Flu Shot. This is from July 10th. If the government mandates a series of flu shots this fall, so far they're only recommending the shots. Um, so far they're only recommending the shot. Oh, they're only, quote, recommending the shots, meaning they're only recommending them. Supposedly they haven't been made mandatory yet. But that Meredith Vieira lady on um, today, there was that clip I sent it out where she got right on the TV and was saying, was basically saying that there's going to be these uh, mandatory, you know, flu vac. Now they didn't say anything about gunpoint, but they strongly implied they're going to be mandatory, and there's going to be at least two shots or three, and that everybody's going to have to do it. And we just need to all be. And then they said at the end of this little report that it said it's going to really be a lot about trusting your government. It's going to be about putting total trust in your government. And they were emphatic about that, you know. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Well, I, that's just talking about trusting a man. This is talking about trusting in a wicked, wicked, wicked world system government that's going to merge in to the one world religion, one world government, one world political, one world currency system of the Antichrist, where witchcraft will be the guiding religion. And what way to implement witchcraft than to get a little bit of pharmakia Injected into your body through these wicked vaccines. And some of them are grown off aborted babies. Human fetal tissue. 13 of them, at least. And I give you those in my presentation on the internet. So, um, the, uh, the, the regular flu shots, you can expect to get a dose of thimerosal or mercury, which is unbelievably toxic. There's not even a permissible low dose that's permissible for that. It's so toxic. Formaldehyde, which is embalming fluid. We told you about that earlier. Detergent. M59, which is an oil-based adjuvant. That's the squalene that'll, that'll just decimate your system. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Incidentally, if you believe the government will not kidnap you at gunpoint and lock you in a concentration camp and possibly force you to take these toxins, check out Executive Order 13295, and i give you a link for that, of April 4th, 2003. Now, some of the links don't work on my PDF because when I do the conversion into the PDF, the text links typically don't convert over properly. But what I've done is I've given you the physical link to that article that you can click on and go there and click the text link. Okay, so you have, you still have the information you need. This executive order states that the government has the authority to establish regulations providing for apprehension, detention, or conditional release of individuals to prevent the introduction, transmission, and or spread of suspected communicable diseases, including diseases at that time not yet isolated or named. Isn't that special? 
Um, so, you know, it's pretty open-ended there. Of course, the government will decide if you have the deadly disease or not. I'll give you the link to that article. Now, the truth about the flu shots. I'm just going to give you a little bit on this. What's in the regular flu shot? Okay, let's look at that. Egg whites, egg proteins, including avian contaminant viruses, avian meaning bird, gelatin, known to cause allergic reactions in anaphylactis, uh, You've heard of anaphylactic shock, where you go into shock. Well, gelatin can do that on some people. And are usually associated with sensitivity to egg or gelatin. Polysorbate 80, or otherwise known as tween 80, which can cause severe allergic reactions, including anaphylactis. Formaldehyde, a known carcinogen, and, as I said before, embalming fluid. Triton X100, which is a strong detergent. So they want to get you squeaky clean on the inside. Sorry, a little... Humor there. Sucrose, which is table sugar. You, know, you got to have that in there. I mean, you know. What's that expression? A little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down? Uh, well, well, we'll just... I, I don't want to do the musical version of that. For Who did that? The musical version of a little bit of... Sh- Mary Poppins. Yeah, what was that lady's name? Anyway, we'll do a study on Mary Poppins next. No, just kidding. <laughs> so anyway, uh, sucrose, table sugar. And then resin... Which, you know, you need to have resin, okay? Resin known to cause allergic reactions. I mean, resin, like what, like the resin they use in like shellac and lacquer? Uh, I don't know. And then gentamicin, which is an antibiotic. Anthromerazone, which is really mercury, um, you know, it's a derivative of mercury. Being unbelievably toxic. So, what about the new flu shot? A new report from the WHO predicts that global production of vaccine for the H1N1 influenza virus could be as four, much as 4.9 billion doses, a far higher than previous estimates. Now, I don't believe God's going to permit this to decimate the planet at the levels they would like. 4.9 billion for them would be a good start. Remember, they want to get it down to 500 million. I mean, I've heard lower. I've heard Ted Turner said... 250 to 350 million. I don't know what they'll end up settling on. Uh, it's, and again, it's up to the Lord Jesus Christ. But 4.9 billion would still leave, you know, another 2. Point, well, 2.5 to 3 billion people left. So that's not really enough. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, 4.9 would leave another 1.5 to 2 billion. You know, depending on where the population's at right this second. So that would that would 4.9 billion doses if it, if it killed all of them. Of course, I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just saying, they got to start somewhere. Uh, a new H1N1 swine flu vaccine is going to be made by Novartis. It will probably be made in PERC6 cells, which are human retina cells, like the retina of your eye. Yeah, it's always good. Well, you remember what I said before, eye of newt, that the witches brew? Well... That's what they're going to be culturing this one off. Human retina cells. Oh, boy. And then they contain NF59, a potentially debilitating adjuvant. MF59 is an oil-based adjuvant primarily composed of squalene. Um, And it's a component of tween 80 and span 85. These are other ways that they list it. 
Now, we talked about squalene last month in the last study it did, but I'll just give you a refresher. All oil adjuvants injected into rats were found toxic. All rats developed MS, multiple sclerosis-like disease, that left their arm crippled, dragging their paralyzed hindquarters across their cages. Now, if you were a born-again Bible-believing Christian, you took this vaccine, and it didn't kill you, but you were crippled, and you had to rely on Big Brother to take care of you, I would rather be dead. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, but, but I'd much prefer a bullet in the head than that. I don't want any big brother having to take care of me in any way, shape, or form. Uh, that's just me, okay? But uh, I can't imagine, I mean, they, they, it's going to get to a point where, you know, Obama has already putting this stuff into the new healthcare legislation where they will be anybody over 65 now if when they enact this is going to be fair game. You're going to have mandatory visits from the Social Security people. They're going to come to your house if you're on Social Security, and they're going to give you end-of-life counseling. That's what it's called, end-of-life counseling. And they're going to basically tell you how to exit out of here quick. And they're going to encourage that. Because you're old, and you're not contributing to society, and you need to die. I'm not making this up. If you look at the last email I put out, they talk a lot about this end-of-life counseling. It's the way it's going to be. It's the way it was in Hitler. Hitler's Germany. They're going to start. They're going to start eliminating the, the uh, mentally deficient, those that might have certain diseases, those that are too old. You know, that's where it all starts. Where it started with Hitler. And now this this whole vaccination thing's a whole other can of worms. Okay, what else can squalene do? Squalene can cause severe arthritis. Three on a scale of four. Now, arthritis has four stages. Okay, stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. I always looked at this on uh, the spine with, I have a little model where it shows you the stages of arthritis. And like in the spine, stage four would be like bone on bone. There's no disc left between the vertebra of the spine, the 24 vertebra of the spine. Stage three, you have a little bit of a disc, but severe arthritic spurring is basically where you would be with stage three. A lot of degeneration, not quite bone on bone, maybe a little bit of cartilage left, but severe spurring, which absolutely limits mobility. It puts all kind of pressure on the nerve roots at that level. It's incredibly painful. Again, if you were at stage three and that's all you were doing, then you're probably going to have to rely on some medication just to bear the pain which is exactly what they want. They want you on as many meds as they can because medications to them equal control. And Satan likes it because you're on some pharmacia and who knows what kind of demonic baggage goes along with the meds. Squalene in humans at 20, 10 to 20 parts per billion leads to severe immune responses such as autoimmune arthritis and lupus. That's why we have all these autoimmune diseases that we didn't have 100 years ago. Like... Um, lupus and a, a lot of these autoimmune arthritis types like um, uh, things like Renault syndrome, Sjogren's syndrome, uh, rheumatoid is actually an autoimmune disease. You have you know lupus and MS and these types of things. And a lot of these diseases have come about into being because of the vaccines that were instituted you know back in the, the 40s and the 50s and these types of things. And people start developing autoimmune diseases because when you put a vaccine into the body, the body normally has some way, let's say if you eat it, you inhale it, it gets on your skin. That 
whatever your body's dealing with, there's certain defensive mechanisms that are set up for your body to identify and tag it in, say, a friend or foe. When you eject it right into the bloodstream, it bypasses all those mechanisms, and the body goes into a hyperimmune response, an autoimmune response, if you will, and it starts attacking itself. This is what squalene does. Squalene is a part, normal part of our joint system. And when you take in this synthetic oil-based synthetic version, your body starts attacking itself. And a lot of times it attacks its own joints. Uh, and uh, again, like this said here, MS-like symptoms, uh, autoimmune diseases. Now this, there, and then it gives two references here that you can go look at if you like. Um, and the, one of the references is entitled, The Covert Government Experiment is Killing Our Soldiers and Why the GIs Are Only the First Victims of the Vaccine. They've been given this to vac to um, this vaccine to our troops, and it's been devastating the troops. One of the many things why they come back so messed up, not only mentally but physically, and a lot of it's due to the vaccines they're forced to take. Because if you go into the military, they own you lock, stock, and barrel. And you don't have any right to refuse, okay, unless you want to, unless you want to go to military prison, because that's where it's become. And you have no right to refuse that vaccine, and they do not have to disclose to you what's in the vaccine, according to the executive order that Bill Clinton enacted. And I don't have the name, but if you go to my, uh, my, uh, presentation on the internet, I give you the executive order. You, they don't have to be informed of what's in it, and they don't have any right to refuse it. Federal health officials will probably recommend that most Americans get three flu shots this fall, one regular flu shot and two doses of the vaccine made with the new fly, uh, swine flu strain. Washington Post, that was where that was referenced, May 6, 2009. Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Celibus is talking to school superintendents around the country. Remember this as you're putting your children back in school, if, if they go to school, if you're not homeschooling them, urging them to spend the summer planning to do what to do if the government decides it needs their buildings for mass vaccinations and vaccinating kids first. Where was that said? That was CBS News, June 12, 2009. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what can you do? These are just a few suggestions. Uh, give the information to everybody you know and love. Contact first responders, EMTs, paramedics, firemen, etc. Tell them what is will be in the flu shots, and they will be the first ones to get it. Uh, you can even print out my PDF and give it to them if you wanted to. Or the problem is, is if there's a link there, they can't click on it if you give it to them, but at least it's the information. It's, it's what I'm reading today. Uh, contact local police and discuss concerns about mandatory vaccination. You go to church in your grocery store with these folks and their kids play with your kids. They are not scary people. Take them uh, coffee and a treat to get in the door. <laughs> okay, so we're resorting to little bribes now. Anyway, um, anyway, so, you know, flowers and, you know, maybe some chocolates. You know, what, what more could you ask for? <laughs> what? Yeah, balloons, maybe a balloonogram, you know, like one of those singing balloonograms type of thing. Yeah, I don't know, wax poetic, maybe burst into a poetic sonnet or a haiku when you see them. Kind of, you know, get get them to lower to their defenses. That's the whole point here, sorry. Uh, but anyway, if we go further, you uh, contact local city members about your liberties. You need to support 
uh, you need their support to maintain your right to refuse. Write a small letter for the local community newspaper, like a letter to the editor. Watch for samples on Dr. It's, um, this is a great site, www.drtenpenny, like a tenpenny nail. Uh, it's T-E-N-P-E-N-N-Y, drtenpenny.com. Okay, and then um, she's got some good stuff. She really does. Have at least three weeks of food and water at your house and be prepared to voluntarily self-quarantine if given no other options. Uh, again, that's important because if you haven't foresaw the evil and you've done nothing to prepare, I'm not saying the ravens can't feed you, but there's that analogy where, uh, you've heard that analogy where the guy is on the roof and the water's rising and um, a boat comes by and the guy's like, no, I'm not going to get on your boat. I'm waiting for God to save me. So the boat guy leaves. And then, um, what's the next thing that comes? Uh, well, I think there's like three things that happen, okay? And, and you know, finally the helicopter comes and, and, and he's the, the, the water's up to his feet. He's on the roof. No, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. And the, so the guy ends up drowning and dying. He gets to heaven and he says, God, why didn't you save me? And he says, well, I, you know, I sent a... a Two boats and a helicopter, and you know you didn't you didn't get on either of them. So what do you expect? So again, we need to do a little bit of um, things on our own as well. If if you know if you're in a position where you can do that, uh, stock up on the things like I had said: uh, colloidal silver, food grade food grade hydrogen peroxide. I like the food grade hydrogen peroxide from Guardian of Eden. Guardian of Eden, and then MMS, you can look that up on the internet. But again, be careful with MMS. It's, you just don't want to take too much of that stuff. Uh, you can really, you'll really regret it if you ever do. Uh, going further, and then it says, check out www.oath-keepers.org. A PDF of their oath for easy printing can be viewed on Dr. Tenpenny's site. I am sharing with this with local military recruitment office, Reservists and retired military people connect with other activists who support Second Amendment issues. And these types of things um, help spread the word about about their passion and get them all involved with yours. Uh, but you can't do it all, but you can do something. And then, for more information, go to www.sayno2vaccines.com. Saying no to vaccines.com or uh, Dr. Tenpenny's site I gave that. There, her number is 440-239-1878. 440-239-1878. Moving on, uh, the Discovery Channel just recently aired a viral pandemic survival show called The Colony Experiment. In fact, it's going right now. And I watched the trailer. I give you the trailer here, and it's basically these people that are isolated in this abandoned city and I don't know, there's like 10 or something of them and they all have their own little specialties and they're only given so much and they've got all these marauders that come around and try to rob them and they're trying to survive over the next, I don't know how long in this particular environment. But what I believe the Illuminati is trying to telegraph to us is trying to get us to understand that the world's going to be wiped out and, and to understand that you're going to be in the survival mode if you so happen to survive. Now again... The Lord Jesus Christ is in control, so uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, buying into all that right at this moment, okay? But um, it is an interesting 
show that they've got. And I'm not saying that you go and watch it on cable TV or whatever, but you might want to watch the trailer. It was kind of interesting. Now, I've got a whole part of my presentation on the Avion Flu entitled, uh, it's part four of the 16-part teaching, and it's entitled Proof that the Globalists Telegraph Their Punches or Plans Prior to Cataclysmic Events. Uh, legal immunity is now being set for swine flu vaccine makers. The last time the government embarked on a major vaccine campaign against the new swine flu, thousands filed claims contending they suffered side effects from the shots. This time the government has already taken steps to head that off. Vaccine makers, remember the, um, we're going to talk about that, the uh, 1976 swine flu. There was 300 claims against them of people and um, the vaccine companies. Well, they want to head that off this time. And the vaccine makers and the federal officials will be immune from lawsuits that result from new swine flu vaccine. So, see, they're going to be able to inject you, and there's going to be no repercussions whatsoever. It's that evil. It's that flagrant, and it's that evil. I believe they've gone so far with their planes, they don't even care anymore. They're just being, they don't even, they don't, I don't think they much care about people like uh, myself or, or um, anyone getting the truth out there. I, I don't think they really care anymore because they've gone so far with their plans. They're like, ah, do whatever you want. We don't care. We're going to implement it whether you like it or not. Well, you know what? My God is the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's been holding off your plans for a long time. And your, sub, and your master, Satan, is subject to him. And he has to get permission to do these things. So, you know, they can be as flagrant as they want, but <laughs> they, they're not understanding who's really in control. Uh, but they will be they will be immune from lawsuits uh, under a under a document signed by Secretary of Health and Human Services Kathleen Celibus. Um, and I've also got four parts in my avian flu presentation. One is entitled "Genocide and Vaccines from Aborted Babies," Part Nine: Vaccines in the I Am Legend movie. Did a little part on that. Vaccinations actually causing the pandemics. That's Part Ten. And vaccinations and injectable microchips, part 12. Again, I've got the links to these in this PDF. You can click on them, watch them. They're only 10 minutes long a piece. Next article. CBS News has done us all a favor in telling us the historic truth that a flu vaccine is far more dangerous than the flu itself. Uh, news briefs. Uh, this is 60 minutes, 300 death claims from the 1976 swine flu vaccine, only one death from the flu itself. And again, you can watch this, this 60 Minutes quote, or the 60 Minutes article, um, and uh, you can watch it for yourself. They, they interview one of the ladies that was crippled by uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome and uh, from the vaccine. It's pretty heavy duty. Uh, headline today in newspapers proclaim the U.S. to vaccinate millions against swine flu. Yet don't miss the powerfully revealing video clip from CBS Investigative Reporting, 60 Minutes Before Making Your Decision. Now remember, this is a real old clip that you're going to be watching. And I give you the link there to go to it. Uh, this expose reveals blatant U.S. government propaganda and fear-mongering in the swine flu outbreak in a mass vaccination of 1976. The incisive report states that only, though only one person died as a result of swine flu, 4,000 Americans are claiming damages from Uncle Sam, amounting to $3.5 billion. Uh, because of what happened when they took the swine flu shot. I believe 300 of them died. 
Yeah. How many people actually died from the swine flu vaccination in 1976? Um, November 4th, 1979 program reveals 300 claims are now pending for the families of Guillain-Barr syndrome victims who died from the flying swine flu shot, allegedly as a result of the swine flu shot. With the Washington Post article stating that the federal government should get about 100 million doses of vaccine by mid-October. Think carefully about your decision after watching this important information. Could it be that President Ford and other government officials saw this as a wonderful opportunity to shunt millions of dollar of taxpayer dollars into the pockets of the pharmaceutical companies in which they had investments in? Think about that. That's all you need. Remember, five, the love of money is the root of all evil. Remember, $5 million in uh, Donald Rumsfeld made on his investments during the avian flu and Tamiflu, as reported by many newspapers. Could it be their fear makes for big profits for the power elite? Uh, again, I give you the link there. Let's see here. Um, now, another thing that I had sent out was a phone call that a, a particular gentleman made, I don't know, was it Arkansas or something? where it's, he proves in this phone call that there's mandatory vaccinations on the way. And they've got a part one and a part two. They're not real long. But when you listen to this, you're listening to a lawyer that works essentially for one of these health agencies. And the guy goes on to say, well, the, the lawyer's like, well, there's no, there's no mandatory vaccines at this point. And he's like, he says, yes. He says, but they can be instituted according to this and this and this. And the lawyer really didn't argue with him about that, but he, but when he said, he said, do you um, believe that they have a right to force vaccinate me? Do you believe that, uh, are, are you telling me that they can, well, he's like, of course they can force vaccinate you. This is what the lawyer was saying. They work for the government. He's very matter of fact about this. Of course they can. And why wouldn't you want to get it? And it's as though they're so, they're, their thinking is so clouded they can't even they can't even comprehend a reason that us crazy Christians or patriots or whatever you want to call us would possibly have for wanting to refuse this vaccine. Well, I mean, why? You want everybody else to get sick? That's that's basically the rationale. He talks about herd immunity, where they're trying to give immunity to the herd of us. And the guy's like, Well, listen, I'm not cattle. And he's like, I'm not, I know, I'm not calling you cattle, but it's a, it's a technical term. And it is, it's a technical term, herd immunity. Whereas enough people have it and then they don't get sick. Well, what does it matter? If, if, it, if the vaccines really work, once that person got a vaccination, he doesn't have to worry about getting it, right? No, but see, that's, that's not the agenda at all. The agenda is to get everybody vaccinated so they do get it. It, it logically doesn't make any sense why, you know, they'd have to vaccinate us at gunpoint. But, during this interview, you will come to the conclusion there's no exemption for the up-and-coming swine flu H1N1 vaccine. If you refuse, you could be put uh, before a court of law, vaccinated by gunpoint. Laws are in place now as we are in the pandemic level six. And legally, the WHO can make that law now. Police Executive Order 13295, I give you a link to that, signed by George Bush on April 4th, 2003. And on January 28, 2003, he signed Project BioShield, where they can implement forced vaccination on any emergency, both real and or imagined. And that's in my PowerPoint presentation. I've memorized that slide pretty much. I've had to quote it so much. Real or imagined. Now, here's a letter I got from a couple of my listeners. And uh, they 
they state out, Scott, we're in trouble. Read the response of North Carolina State Representative to the letter we emailed him. Now I'm going to mail you, uh, read you some of this letter. And, uh, ah, boy. I better go to my next part here. I'm going to go to the next part, read this letter, and we're going to wrap it up with that. 